So hello and welcome to our ongoing series of Icons of Relocation podcast. My name is Simon Johnston. I'm the CEO of Icon Relocation. Uh, we are world leader on home search, property management technology and move management solutions. Now today I'm delighted, as you've probably seen, to be off-site. Uh, I'm at the most amazing facilities in Cobham, the ACS, American Community School facility, uh, and also with an equally amazing person and with a Caroline Breeds who knows pretty much everything there is to know about this school. So if you don't know Caroline, allow me this opportunity to introduce her. So Caroline, thank you so much for being with us. Hello, and thank you for coming out today to um, show everybody our campus. It's um, amazing to have you here. Um, so I have worked for ACS for nearly 10 years now. So it will be my anniversary in December. Um, thank you. Uh, my background, so I've been in the industry for many, many years. Um, I have worked over in Australia with international removal companies. I've worked in the UK for international removal companies and relocation companies. Uh, then I decided to go into global mobility. Mm. So I worked for Citibank and RBS for periods of time. So got to know a little bit more um, about what the expat wants when they relocate. For sure. Um, so that was a really interesting period. Um, but then I moved to ACS. Uh, so I have been here and my role has been sort of raising awareness, so corporate relations manager, and making sure that uh, relocation companies, education consultants are all very aware of the offerings that we are able to give here in the UK. So that's predominantly my... Uh, which is a perfect lead on, um, because um, you very kindly walked me around the grounds earlier, which mm -hmm. by the way, spectacular. If anybody hasn't been here, you should. 128 acres, acres right. you say, from yeah. two year olds upwards. Um, and I have to say, I thought I knew this school, I knew you well, but you, you told me so much interesting items about this. So this is the American Community School, which uh, obviously was predominantly aimed at Americans, but you actually informed me it's far more than that. Could you explore who comes here and who is a sort of typical student? Yeah, of course. So um, this school actually started just over 50 years ago, and we were, as you say, the American Community School. However, about 12, 15 years ago, we actually rebranded mm. to ACS International Schools. Right. So we're very much seen as an international school rather than an American school these days, just purely because of the amount of nationalities that we have at the school. So here at Cobham, for example, we would have anywhere between 50 and 77 different nationalities. So... Out of how many students, what's the population? So the population is over 1,200 students, Gosh. between 1,200 and up to 1,300 students we would have here. And we do have a small proportion of those that um, board with us. Mm. So you would only have anywhere up to around 200 students that would board with okay. us. And as I was mentioning earlier to you, um, we have a, a variety of nationalities there, as well as actually we have boarders that come here just throughout the week and then they go home at the weekend. Oh, your week boarders. Yeah. Very nice. So their parents may be in central London right. um, or they may be further afield but still in the UK. So, yeah, so that's. So, what nationalities are the predominant ones? I mean, again, so is it still American as the number one? population number or, or actually you mentioned quite a lot of Brits and other nationalities are here. Yeah. Could you sort of explore that a bit for us? So certainly here um, at Cobham it would be Americans, Canadians, there would be very 
high up there, sort of number one. Um, and then at our Egham campus, for example, mm. we would actually have the British that would be number one. So wow. you might find that perhaps those families have been overseas and have been doing the IB, which is the International Baccalaureate, and they want their uh, children to carry on when they come home. So they come home and they look for a school that supports that. And at ACS Egham, they can. So you mentioned the IB. Can we just explore that for a second? So, yeah. so anybody who is looking to relocate here um, to the UK, they're saying, well, I've got the uh, IB. I've obviously got the sort of the home uh, curriculum, American curriculum, obviously the British one. So what do you offer here? Is it purely the IB or is it more than that? So what ACS aim to do for any student is to actually help them learn for the, the new way that the world is actually asking people to learn. Mm. So there are a number of amazing courses that we do offer. Predominantly, as you say, we do do the IB, so mm. that's the International Baccalaureate. And mm. um, we do that from age four to 18 at ACS Egham. Okay. Um, whereas at Cobham and Hillingdon, right. we also offer the international curriculum as well. Okay. So there's the international curriculum as well as the IB when they get to age 16. So they can take that through ah. 16 through to 18. Okay. Or they could also do the AP, which is the advanced placement, and that's the American curriculum. But we also have some very exciting um, different courses. So, okay. for example, we do offer the um, global citizen diploma. So that's something that's quite new. And it sort of teaches the children to um, think ethically. So it's a different way of learning. So we offer that actually just at ACS Hillingdon. And then also at ACS Hillingdon, mm -hmm. we offer a digital arts programme, which is all oh, to yes. do with um, filming, um, animation and game design. Oh, which is a big topic. So yeah. that's a recent so, thing? Yes, that is a recent thing. And obviously, with offering courses like that, you have to make sure that you have the right teachers to mm. be able to offer a course like that and the right equipment. Because without the equipment, um, especially in, in those areas, it would be uh, disastrous. <laughs> so, so there's a huge range of options here. So exactly. again, so this is really fascinating. So, so I've known you for a long time and I've, I've learned a lot in this conversation. So it is not purely American by any stretch. It is not purely boarding by any stretch. Yeah. And you have a whole range of different um, uh, education process at the different campuses. Yes. So each of these campuses tends to focus on a different priority. Would that be fair or is that slightly I incorrect? I wouldn't say they've got, they have different elements, but okay. I wouldn't say, uh, I think as a, as a whole, ACS have the, the, the same priority right. for all the students, but they just have different elements at each campus. Um, so I would say also with ACS Egham, maybe a little bit more um, European, um, and then we have a complete mix at ACS Hillingdon and um, Cobham. And we also have amazing bus service as well. Oh, so <laughs> please you ask this. No, I, I really want to ask us about this, because from our point of view, obviously we specialise in the home search removals, and let's be honest, the housing market is quite challenging at the moment, so therefore... It used to be the case that they, you could find properties quite easily yeah. around, say, Cobham, Weybridge, etc. Um, but it might be a case of having to look further afield. So if that's the case, your bus network yeah. can help? So there are a couple of options that we allow the students. So they can either have door-to-door -door service or we also offer a shuttle service as well. 
So, for instance, with our Egham campus, for mm -hmm. example, you could live in Chiswick or Hammersmith and actually get a shuttle bus there and go out to the school at Egham. Now, because it's a reverse commute, it's actually not a bad journey. So you're looking at possibly... Uh, yes, you go against the flow of the traffic, yeah. aren't you, predominantly? Yeah. That makes all the difference mm, in this country. It does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it really even does. when we're looking at ACS Hillingdon, yeah. again, because they're going against the flow of traffic, that some students, even from the St John's Wood area, they could be out at our school within 40 minutes. And the fact that you've then got... Well, St John's Woods, that's basically central north London. Yeah. You can easily commute out to here. Yeah. Uh, no, to ACS. So, sorry, apologies. Sorry, yeah, yes, yeah. 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 That's so extraordinary. They would be able to do that. And then, of course, at ACS Hillingdon, mm. you haven't got quite the, the same grounds in terms of the acreage. Mm. But we're on, I think it's a, around 11 acres out there. So there's still, still plenty, plenty of outside space nice fresh air okay. and good for the children to be able to get out at different um, times to actually... So this really works, sorry to interrupt you, but that, it's interesting, it really works, isn't it? So geographically, we can look from anybody relocating the much wider net than maybe first meets the eye. Absolutely. To really sort of make something work here. Yeah. Uh, and it really should work here because it's an amazing school. I have to actually ask a, a, a question which maybe is sort of semi-related. I'm, I'm a bit of a sports guy, I have to say, you know. Anything sporty on TV, I'm sitting watching it almost exclusively. But you talk about the fact you're international school. So what is, what sports sort of drive your sort of activity here? Is it your typical British sports? Do you have more of an international flavour on sports? How does that work? It would be a complete mixture, I would say. Um, mm. What they tend to do is do different sports or specialise in different sports at different times of the year. Right. You would get any kind, especially at Cobham. Um, we also have the swimming pool here as well, so you'll get a lot of swimmers that um, want to come here. Uh, you then get, obviously, soccer or football. Um, uh, so, yeah, all of it, I would say. The rugby we and everything rugby, else. Rugby, so, yeah. so you play the local schools and colleges as well as... as um, we also do actually play the other international schools as well, and I would say... Before the pandemic, mm. they would often travel into Europe as well. So our sports um, teams would actually go into Europe and play different um, international schools over there. But unfortunately, obviously, that hasn't... I'm not sure now whether they have even started it or maybe it's something that they'll start in the so next... So hopefully that will come back. Yeah. What an amazing opportunity. And actually just raised something. I, I didn't know this until we literally walked into this room because you've got this amazing picture outside. you also got a campus in Doha as well. That's right, yeah. Which I know is slightly outside this conversation, but it's more yeah. than just here. So you have the three in the UK. Exactly. And yes. Doha. And just Doha, yes. So um, we opened there... Uh, many, well, eight, nine years ago, no, sorry, longer ago, it would be 10 plus years that we've mm -hmm. been out in Doha, but we've just literally had a purpose-built school, so that opened last year, so we have over 900 students that attend that school as well. I've seen the picture of it, it is quite extraordinary. And I have to say, it is worth coming out here, I'm not just saying because I'm sitting in front of you, um, I spent most of my life in the boarding school, so I kind of know the sort of whole big grounds thing, but... 128 acres, all the sports and facilities here, the swimming pool complex with your movable floor. That's right. Which is not, yeah, yeah. not an everyday story. Um, plus all the uh, tennis courts, etc. It, it really is an incredible community here. When we know that the family is coming to our school, 
well, first of all, if I take a step back and we even talk about um, when the family first reach out to us, so somebody from admissions would contact them. And then obviously what we have learned in the pandemic is mm. now that we can obviously have Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. um, so if they are still in their home country, they can reach out to us and have that meeting with either a dean or associate dean. Um, so that's a great opportunity to speak to them to find out more about the schools. And then obviously when they are in the UK, the mm. best thing to do is to come along and actually have a look at the schools for themselves. Okay. And then we make sure that they have a bespoke meeting with, as I say, one of the members of the team. Okay. And then they're able to take a tour of the campus mm -hmm. um, and find out a lot more about the curriculum much more than I've just imparted. <laughs> They're actually able to drill down sure. um, because of course it depends on age and things like that. So it's much more in depth to make sure that the family are the right fit for the school. So that's always fantastic to do that. And then once they do enroll, we then go on to sort of help them thinking about how they're going to move to the country. So we have buddy systems. So we have family buddy systems. Okay. So they can reach out to families and actually talk about, um, they, they even say to them, sort of, have you got any silly questions for us? You know, So yeah. it's really friendly. It's, it's really trying to help them start to be able to feel like part of the community. Um, and then uh, from the student's perspective, once they actually come to the school, they then have a buddy themselves so that they then, they don't have that awful time at lunchtime where they don't know anybody. Obviously, being in class all the time, you've got the teachers there, but it's those elements where you've got your Which is so time. important, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get that social life going for them. Absolutely, yes. And we also have counsellors. So the counsellors um, are at each at lower, middle and high school. So they, the counsellors are relevant to the age group. Um, okay. And they speak to them, they can speak to them on a, a regular basis. And it's just all about how they're settling in and how they've coped with moving from one country to another. And similarly, when they're leaving the school, mm. we do actually have counsellors that can speak to those um, students who are leaving and talk about how they're going to keep in touch. Obviously, these days, it's very easy to keep in touch with their friends. And um, so that's always, um, that's always good to know about how we actually look after the families when they do um, enrol here. Which is fantastic. Uh, and is there an entrance exam per se to, to, to um, get your children in here? How does that process work? So if they are interested, do, does the school spend some time with the child? Is there any sort of tests, uh, yeah. anything along those lines? No, we don't um, have any testing other than when they get to a certain age, we would put them through an English test, mm -hmm. but that's a much higher age group. We do actually have some children that can even start at school and, and they can't really speak English very well. Um, and then I have actually met one student who, after five years of being here, was actually giving a talk um, at one of our open days. So, um, That's yes. extraordinary. So it is amazing. Um, but, yeah, sorry, going back to your original question, mm. um, no, we don't, have, um, we don't have tests when they actually arrive at school. What we do is look at the students um, from the, all the paperwork that we ask for. So we do ask for them to complete um, that as well as the um, teacher reports from okay. previous schools. So we have all of that. Um, so it's important the family, sorry to interrupt you, the family coming over should have that sort of information ready or have access to it or inform the previous teacher that you'd be reaching out to them. Yes. 
So that can take a bit of time. So the more information that they can get, uh, the better. And actually liaising with their previous school, the quicker that happens, the quicker we can move it through our system at this end to make sure that we can then um, enrol the child. But what we also do here is you can, it's a £250 um, fee Uh to register, but you can register for all three schools. So you don't have to just register for one. It would be one one fee for three schools. And then if you don't, say for example, we're full in one grade Uh in Cobham, then they might be able to go to Egham or vice versa. Which is pretty handy, isn't it? Because it gives so much flexibility. Yeah. I mean, also from a schooling point of view, class point of view, but also a housing location point of view, really some flexibility there. And actually, interestingly, I Mm. spoke to an education consultant recently, and his family that he placed at ACS um, Egham, Mm -hmm. they actually live in Cobham, (laughs) because they literally couldn't get, like you say, that with the housing, the way it is at the moment, they weren't able to live in the area of um, uh, Egham, So they actually found a, a property in Cobham, but their son felt that the Egham campus was the right fit for him. So his mother um, takes him there every day. <laughs> so, uh, so Which all lots works. Lots of flexibility. Lots, lots and lots of, of flexibility. flexibility. Okay, this is really interesting. Is there anything else from your point of view that for anybody who is listening to this, who is relocating here, that we haven't covered? Anything that would be useful? No, I think I... we covered most of the issues, the sort of whole onboarding and preparing before you get here, have everything yeah. ready. No, absolutely. Uh, Rolling admissions, that's okay. always good to know. Right. So, instead of being like a British private school where you would have to put your child's name down virtually when they're born, um, you don't need to do that with an international school. Okay. So, we literally, we welcome, as you would imagine, most of our students at the beginning of the academic year, mm. which happens to be at the end of August rather than beginning of September. Okay. So it's usually around um, sort of the 20th, that sort of time, um, that we would welcome all of the families here. We do have an orientation day for all of our new families, so that they're able to come along and speak to busing, speak to all sorts of members of staff, and really get a feel for the school. Um, then the students will start, um, like I say, in August. The second biggest intake we would always have is probably January. That, that seems sort of makes sense. It's mm. either the beginning of the academic year or the beginning of yeah, the... Yeah, post-Christmas. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, however, as we all know, <laughs> uh, when you're relocating overseas, especially with a corporate account, um, you might have to move mid, mid-term. So, or, um, yeah, so we can actually have students move in at any time as long as there's space. Perfect. Well, brilliant. Again, let me just say thank you for your time. It's been fantastic. It's definitely worth a walk around this grounds. Learned so much about this as well. Again, I thought I knew you in the school world, so really informative. Thank you again. I look forward to seeing you again soon, hopefully. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming out, Simon. Take care.